This episode of the Red Bull Rant is brought to you by the fine people that support us through Patreon.com backslash Red Bull Rant. Head on over there to support us and get exclusive content when we fucking feel like it. We want to send a special thanks to Chris Adamick, the Mave, Mave Dartinez, Pierre, Eddie Delecto, and Jeremiah Dempster. As always, thanks, guys. This is the Red Bull Rant Podcast. If you aren't expecting adult language, why even bother listening? Welcome, my friends, to the show of friends. This is the Red Bull Ram Podcast. I'm your host, Jason Ipico. I'm Truman. I bet my laptop's going to crash. But hey, this is episode 448, just another season finale. I, I added the tech problem song to my quick buttons on the soundboard. I got to have it at the ready. Yeah. Uh, so, by the way, twice this, he had crashed so far. Just trying to get this recording going. So. I think it's four. Oh, my three. Well, well, twice that I've seen. So, <laughs> well, it, cra- it crashed before I can even log back in. So I count that as another time. Okay, so we'll call it four. We'll call two on the call, two outside the call. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So Red Bull season is officially over. Uh, technically, a week, two weeks ago at this point. Honestly, neither of us decided. Felt we felt like recording last week. So good idea because there's so much more stuff to talk about now. Yeah, it actually just helped us out. Yeah. Um, Red Bulls lost their second game against FC Cincinnati, one-one uh, after 90 minutes, but lost eight to nine on penalty kicks. Uh, let's get into the tweets. Uh, do you have those ready to go? I know, as of today, when we're recording this, there's a shit ton of tweets that we got notifications for, but I don't know if you have that, that far back. I'll just read the game ones. Um, yeah. Right after the game. Our friend Eddie said, fuck Cincinnati, and I hope one of their players get clocked. Fucking scumbags. He was a little upset. Uh, our good friend Anthony said, the referee had no control. Terrible officiating. Was Cincinnati, was Cincinnati playing for a shootout most of the game? When Reyes was up for the PK, I almost turned my back to it. Didn't want to watch, figuring he'd miss. Oops. All said, with the injuries they had, this team overachieved. Steven San- Santos with the classic. That's so Metro. Uh, Adam from Earth said, I've been hurt before, but this time, actually, it's just like every other time. <laughs> See, it's not, nothing different. And then our friend Ruchesco said, swear I've now seen Red Bull lose more shootouts than England's men's team. Weird thought. Fair result, honestly, wouldn't have minded Cincinnati scoring on that. Lukinius, dude, where's my foul play? Uh, bollocks to that jumped up TAM player. Tam, Tam, indeed. Uh, so I don't think it was a fair result. First off, I think if the Red Bulls should have won three, one in regulation based off the fact that there were two penalty kicks we were not given. Um, so they announced an award for the MLS referee of the year. Do you want to guess who got it? The guy who wrapped that game. Victor Rivas. Yep. Didn't call two penalty kicks. 
Um, weirdly, apparently just decided that penalty kicks were going to take place on the south end side of the field because apparently never fl- that was never a choice for Cincinnati from what I can tell. I heard it was decided before the game starts, apparently. I mean, I, I guess it's a good thing. I didn't realize we do, we're doing that now, but... I guess they I guess they want the uh the hardcore supporters groups in the in the uh picture. It's gonna be what it is. Also that, yeah, usually in that situation they mostly <clears throat> see it on the supporters end. Yeah. Um he could not handle Matt Miazga. <laughs> I don't know what the hell Miazga was doing in that game, honestly, but um I I'm honestly surprised there were more yells handed out for mass confrontations from Cincinnati, who by the way for every call that they get, still crowded the referee and demanded more. Like, mm-hmm. I, I I understand the teams do that, so Cincinnati's not alone. But I feel like they did it more than almost every other team that I've seen in recent history. It was weird. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know. What do you expect? <clears throat> um. Well, you know, fuck it. I was not even bothered with license. Like, just talk general thoughts on the game. So that. Those are my general thoughts, except for the fact that, like, once again, we can't, you know, score more than one fucking goal and run a play, which right. yeah. maybe next year will be different. Who knows? I think that we'd say the week before this game happened that losing in penalty kicks wouldn't be the worst thing. You you said that, yes. The problem was it was it was the worst thing because how we lost. And that Coronel <laughs> made two saves and we could not put them away twice. <clears throat> yeah. That. I mean, Tolkien, the hero, can't score to close it out. That that just that's when you. Knew I, I I put that on the um, the commentator curse because <laughs> when he was stepping up, the the way there he's pumping Tolkien up, I'm like, God damn it! Like, although, come on, when Reyes stepped up, you knew we were not winning that. That right? Oh yeah, hundred percent. Although I wish it got, I wish it got to the goalkeepers. That would have been kind of cool. Yeah, but I mean, they had a shot to at least get one more game, um, and they blew it twice. That why can't you just lose normally in the penalties if you're going to lose? Just, just get it over with. Early. Just go out in the fire, <laughs> might as well, right? They just wanted to prolong the pain over and over and over again. Hope that kills you. Uh, but proving yet again that Carlos Carnell is an excellent goalkeeper and probably the MVP of this team, honestly. If it's not Speak, Tolkien, I think it's him. Speaking of Cornell, he just got a shutout uh, in Condable qualifying. So, he's yeah, I think he's doing pretty good. Uh, there's something I was going to talk about about this game, but I can't remember what the hell it was off the top of my head. I'm sure I'll think of it, but yeah, this this is just a weird game. Um, I, I have no idea why we didn't have v, v, Victor Rivas go to the monitor for either of those penalty kicks. Um, I don't know how bringing your arm down from an unnatural position doesn't make you bigger mm-hmm. on, a, on a handball, which I'm pretty sure we got penalized for week one of the season, so, you know. Um. Oh, I. That's. I remember what I was gonna say is, uh, I don't think that. I I think the goal for Cincinnati should have at least went to a review because I'm pretty sure that the free kick that we had was illegally stopped within ten yards. 
not 100 sure because it's hard to, it's hard to tell with those lines but i felt like he was within 10 yards i also think and, that's one of the free kicks i've ever seen yeah and that's the other thing is you were taking that free kick right you make sure that shit gets to the box you don't even let it get blocked right that was just oh god that was terrible yeah. terrible oh okay now i remember what i was going to talk about um don't throw shit on the field, whoever you are. Yep, that too. Um, I, hate, I hate that. Hate we, it. We've we've said it before. Uh, Drew and I were both at the last game that was played in RFK Stadium, and at that point, a flare was thrown, and it wasn't onto the field, but it was thrown from where the supporters were down onto the lower level, mm-hmm. and we called out the fans at that point. I'm going to call the fans out again. Don't do do shit like that. I don't care if FC Cincinnati players are being complete fucking assholes and dicks and trolling us. Be the better people. Yeah. Yeah. Don't uh, be like fans of other teams. For love of God. We want to be better than them. Although, how much are we in the heads of Cincinnati? Because they win that game and their response is, and, and think about it, nine out of their 11 players are at, are at midfield. They all rush our side of the field. Instead of going in the opposite direction and to celebrate with their fans. Mm-hmm. And, and just how much in the heads are we of that team? Yeah, I don't know. It's 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 weird. I, I don't know what they have against us, but it's still salty that we beat them in one game in their building. God forbid. It, it, yes, yeah, it's, it's like the U.S. Open Cup is like rent free in their heads for the rest of their lives. Yeah. Any other thoughts on the uh, Cincy game, or should we just move on? We can move on. It's just, I mean, again, it's it it was not unexpected. It's just again the way <laughs> they get knocked out of the playoffs, just drives you absolutely batshit crazy. Bad plays, bad mistakes, and fucking penalty kicks, buddy. Ugh, upsetting. <laughs> All right. Uh, so Red Bulls did not really waste time in start in doing some offseason moves. Uh, nothing on the player side, but uh, Troy saying his contract was not renewed, so uh, he will not be coaching the team next year. And when we were talking about it, I think this would have been like right before the three game stretch that we needed to make the playoffs. I at least I remember thinking that he didn't at that point. Uh, deserved the, the chance only because I didn't think he'd done enough to prove that, you know, he deserved a second year. Um, after the, after the making the playoffs, maybe I would have softened if he, if we won the Cincinnati series and maybe one other game, but I, I just feel like this, and it's not necessarily fair to listen, but I feel like, him sticking around is just a continuation of the shit that's been going wrong since Armist took over in 2019. So um, I, I feel like he was an unfortunate victim of circumstances in that respect. Uh, it sucks. I hope he does well somewhere else. You um, were kind of dealt a shit hand in terms of be- when you became interim manager and who you had on the team. And in fairness, you did take us from near the bottom of the East to the playoffs, so at least you have that going for you. You want me to read the couple tweets that we got about this too? Yeah. Um, just our friend Eddie saying, I feel bad 
because this feels like uh, Carnell all over again, but I think reluctantly it's necessary to reset. Unfortunately, Schneider stops that full reset of the hive mind taking place. I really do appreciate what Troy did because I don't think others could do it, but hopefully he lands somewhere where the cards aren't fully stacked against him. Now my happy feelings, good fucking Riddit's Hamlet. And then uh, Paul said, honestly, really upset. I get why we were, why we sacked him because we are supposed to be spending a lot of money at this transfer window. But he is the reason we made playoffs, and with the lack of support he got, he did a fantastic job. This entire project has been restarted to give him a season, and we would have done even better. Um, so you see this with every every team and every sport. It's it's usually once one of the like the general manager goes, usually the coach goes with them, right? It's it's rare when the coach sticks around. Except so when this time, the general manager didn't leave. Right, but I think once Dennis Hamlet went, then they're like, okay, we can, we won't keep, you know, kind of the other guys around and do a, right, it's not a, like we said, it's not a full reset, it's a half reset. Yeah. So, um, that being said, I'm kind of done with the press. I think I've I've talked about that before. Um, it has not won this team any championships. I think it's time to give something else a try. The, the press does a great job keep, keeping you in games. Um, most of these games, they were close, but I mean, it's just, it has it worked yet? No, it hasn't. The press only works if you have an offense that can score early. That's really what it comes down to. Mm-hmm. Right, because as you know, they're going to be gassed in the second half. Yeah, you, you, need the, the, you need the other team to be chasing a, chasing a goal or two to make it work. Right. That's what it right. comes down to. Right. And I just, I don't know. I don't, it, it, it has not been a formula to win for this team. So I think we got to try something new at this point. They really do. Let's not keep weird, running wildcat. The weird thing is, I think, I, and I honestly believe this, if 2018 Jesse Marsh doesn't leave or Chris Armas doesn't outcoach himself, I think we had a shot of winning the, the cup that year. That one year only, though, that I think we had like just the right mixture of players on that team to make it work. It's just our the guy who put it together decided he was done after well not done but he decided there was a greener pasture as an assistant coach after half a year, and the assistant who took over uh, decided the playoffs were the best time to start changing shit up. Yeah, that worked out great too. Um. To get back, get to what Eddie was talking about in terms of Cornell and how he thought this was the same. I don't really think this is similar to Cornell. Right? Cornell was the interim coach. He wasn't even given the chance to finish the year. Right? If, if everybody remembers, they signed Struber, I think, like three months before the season was over. Mm-hmm. And the only reason he didn't come in early was because of Visa. They had Struber coach the fucking playoff loss against Columbus, I hear. Yeah, it was weird. <clears throat> so, so Corn, or, or not Cornell, um, whatever his name is, Cornell. <coughs> Cornell didn't really even get the same shot. So I don't know if we can say this. It's a good idea or a good comparison point. Uh, I feel like Lassane got a more genuine opportunity at it than uh, Cornell did. Now Cornell. In his first year at St. Louis, looked like he was doing great, and then all of a sudden, the second half of the year kind of went off the edge, and they bat out earlier in the playoffs. But yeah. I don't know. Anyway, 
Um, so yeah, Dennis Hamlet's gone. Uh, I think I said it was about five years too late, but um, two rumored people though that might be joining the team. First is I'll go with the one that seems to be a little more solid, and that's Emil Forsberg, who would be coming from RB Leipzig. Uh, forward, he's been in terms of Leipzig on a downward trend. I think he's 32 at this point, so um. You know him coming, him leaving Leipzig is not a surprise. Him coming to the Red Bull, to New York though would be kind of a surprise because mm-hmm. a 32 year old player goes against what we've been doing ever since March took over, which is get younger and younger every year. Right. But honestly, even if he doesn't come in and like score 10 goals a year, I think this would actually be a good signing because one thing we've said is that. Youth is great, but you need veterans around them to teach them. And this is a guy who could probably teach the, the younger kids how it's done. Maybe not Tom Barlow. Well, I, I don't know. I, honestly, I think if Barlow's not gone this year, then there's no hope for next year. We're not in a full rebuild, because why else would he be around? But, but like a veteran presence, a, a real true veteran presence is something we haven't had since the Jesse Marsh years. It, it's, it would be surprising, refreshing. Uh, yeah. The second name, which I'm not – based on what I've seen, I don't think it's going to – it's much less likely to happen because the only sources I've seen so far about this have been German sources. Uh, Sandro Swartz uh, as the new manager. And if you don't know him, that's fine. I haven't heard of him until he got brought up. Uh, so he's been coaching professional or coaching since 2011. Uh, has a few gaps here in terms of when he's coaching teams. Uh, so the big assignments that he has had, he has coached Mainz uh, 05 from, I think that's Germany, right? Yeah, German club. Uh, unfortunately, he did not have a great run with them over two years. Uh, I think when he was there, they actually got demoted. Uh, Dynamo Moscow, which is like if you're coaching there and you don't win the league, apparently something's wrong with you. So, uh, yeah. And uh, Hertha BSC, uh, who I'm not sure if they got demoted or not either, but his record, his overall coaching record, not great. Uh a minus 17 goal difference over 331 matches and only winning 37% of the time. So sounds perfect for this team. I mean, for us, yes, but in terms of, you know, someone that would be actually useful. I don't know. We'll see that. Those are both rumors right now. Although supposedly, um, Emil Forsberg has a verbal agreement for a contract. So who knows? Any thoughts on those, those rumors? I don't really know who either of those guys are, so I don't really care that much until things become more solid and then I re- start resor- uh, researching them. Sorry, Emil Forsberg. Unless you're Peter Forsberg, I don't know who you are. Yeah, no. <clears throat> right. Uh, with that, it's time to talk about Gotham FC. And boy, you know what? I got one thing for them. And I just realized that as much as I'm playing, I thought I was playing something that was not going through Skype. 
Uh, <laughs> just assume I had played Queens. We are the champions right here. <laughs> because they went from bottom of the league in 2022 to NWSL champions in 2023. What a great story to this team. They're yes. more deserving to win a championship than what this team has been through. And I mean, to do it in Ali Krieger's last game ever. Yep. Um, to do a 2 1 victory with their goalkeeper literally getting sent off right before stoppage time starts in the second half because of a Doxo infraction. Um, yeah, it's such a, such a big accomplishment. And I, listen, I, I mention the scores every week. Uh, I don't really watch them on a regular basis. I don't know if you do or not. Um, I mention it because I think it's important to talk that that they're mentioned. Uh, I've spoke about it before. There is a podcast. Um, now I've got to double check because I can't remember the exact name. Uh, Soccer Over Gotham podcast. So if you are interested, go listen to them because I'm sure their episode their, their latest episode is great considering that they won. Uh, but for the players, the fan, I, I think especially the fans that have been around this team since the, they came back into the NWSL, yeah. have kind of suffered through some really bad years. Suffered through the, the sky. <laughs> so many bad sky blue. Yeah. Um, they play at the Somerset Patriots ballpark. And then at Rutgers, and then you just know all the horrible things going on behind the scenes. Just poor facilities, poor coaching, poor management, poor everything. Um, to change the brand name and to move into an actual stadium, I think clearly made just a, a world of difference. And then to finish it off with a championship, it's – I. I <laughs> I feel like if the Jets had ever won a Super Bowl, I would just, I don't know. I know if the Jets ever make it to a Super Bowl, I'm I'm taking the next day off because I don't think I can handle either way what happens. But that's right, win or loss. But I can't. I can only imagine if the Jets had made it to the Super Bowl that that's and won that that's how the uh, Gotham FC fans, like the diehard fans that have been there through all of it, feel. Um, and it's probably the same thing that happened when the Red Bulls won their first shield about the, like that catharsis moment of, Hey, we finally have achieved something. Um, and, and just shout out to the fans who went out to the game. Yeah. And I, I will say this, cause I think we were talking about this in our little chat group about why the game was played there and not one of the, the team's home stadiums. I, I think the, the biggest reason is you're playing in San Diego, right? So you're playing in a warm climate, no matter what, but it's for the attention of the women's game entirely. And you could bring more fans that are maybe not fans of these two teams or fans of those players. As we know, the national, the women's national team gets a large attendance almost everywhere they go. I think that was the point that, that fans could come and watch them play no matter who they rooted for in the league. Um, I think it just made for a better environment. I think for those teams too. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure Portland would have been fine. Like, you know, Seattle, Oh, Rainer, Seattle, right. Seattle. But like, like they have a great fan base. And well, again, I'll say Portland has a great fan base and 
But um, I think that was the right choice was being in San Diego. Yeah, I mean, I think also part of that would have been scheduling because the Seahawks, I think they were on the road that week, but you never would have known, right? That's um, Red Bulls, you never knew if they're going to be in the playoffs. And for a league that's growing, a neutral site probably does make things easier. Yeah. Um, And as much as the stadium was not completely full, I think that that was a really great turnout. And it probably helped that the buildup to the game it was all about Megan Rapino and Ali Krieger one you know one last time against each other because it was for both of them it was their last game. Yeah. Um. So that plus neutral site I think just was like a perfect storm that worked for NWSL. The only thing that kind of hurt was the fact that Megan Rapino went down very early in that game with a non-contact injury and just couldn't finish. I think it was within the first five or ten minutes that she was just done and it's. It's a it's a sucky way to end a career like Rapinos in terms of what she's accomplished for not just the U.S. women's team but in advancing women's soccer as a whole. Yeah, she doesn't definitely doesn't have to hang her head over uh, <laughs> leaving a game like that early. Yeah, she's done. Yeah, but uh, again, one once again, congratulations to the Gotham FC players, the fans, anybody that's listening to the show that's been around that team and cared about it. Uh, to be there like every game since they came back into the NWSL, you de- you deserve the feeling of winning that title. Yeah, absolutely. Someone had to win in that stadium, and it's been them and Red Bull too. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of weird that the three occupants, the the you know the team, the senior Red Bulls team is not the one that won a title. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. Um, with that, it is time for the Red Bull F1 update. And box now, box, box now, box for hard. Stay out, stay out, stay out. Fuck, fuck! Why, what the fuck are you doing? I feel like that could have applied to last night. Or this morning, depending on where you were. Um... (laughs) I mean, we're just going to talk about Vegas, even though the race hasn't happened yet. Uh, but we got, um, what do we got? 12 minutes of a free practice? What was it? Nine. Nine, <laughs> Nine minutes of one, one practice. And that was it. Uh, well, at yeah. least, hold on. Nine televised. Because apparently they did have a session that wasn't, tele- at least in the United States, wasn't televised. Um, first of all, the spectacle that is this whole thing with team introductions, you have seen the top of the main building with the F1 logo and it's all like lights up and, and yep, change. I saw that. Good Lord. It's completely bananas. Um, uh, just wait until the actual race. Just wait until the actual race. Well, no one's going to be up for it, unfortunately. But we'll, let's get to that and hold on. We're getting there. Um, the free practice one <laughs> ends in nine minutes because what is a manhole cover pretty much exploded. Um. And that was it. And right under a car. <laughs> he keeps these drivers up to like 2 a.m. to do a free practice. I mean, insane. I don't know what they were thinking there. That was a that was a bad decision. Well, 2.30 a.m. I don't think it was 2.30 a.m. local time is when that happened. Was it? Let's find out. Cause I, 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 I think it was because that's everything. If you're following Red Bull Racing on Twitter, um, exactly what they were saying and they weren't tweeting for the eastern eastern standard time 
either way, it was completely silly. It made no sense well, to do it. Fifteen hours ago, as of when we're recording this, is when the uh, the post went up on the F1 website. So let's see. That would have been so. Yeah, it would end at like four thirty a.m. Eastern time. So that finishes at roughly one thirty in the morning local time. Insane. Insane decision. Um, so they better hope and pray it doesn't happen during qualifying or the race. But I mean, the, we, we, you and I were just talking. The race is going to start at one a.m. in Eastern time. Yeah, it's it's one a.m. Eastern time, ten p.m. Vegas time, which makes zero sense that we are on the East Coast and a game that's taking place in North America. We have it's one a.m. It's compl- It's batshit crazy. I mean, if they really want to do this, like you and I were saying, 6 p.m. local time. Pitch black out. It's pitch black. It, or even if it's not pitch black, it's enough that the lights still have the impact you want it to have. Yep. Then you could add a 9 o'clock race. A 9 o'clock race here, that would have been fine. Fine. <clears throat> I, I think part of it is also what time it is in Europe, right? Because uh, see, a 1 a.m. Eastern start time would be 6 a.m. in England. Well, I'm going to tell you... add on that. Stafford, Europe. That's what I'm going to tell you. I'm going to say, fuck that shit, because uh, no other race matters that, would, that would they race here. I mean, most of the other ones are in the daytime. And um, no one's adjusting the schedule for us when they're racing at midnight in Australia. No. Or, or all the other, you know, the other, across, the, across the world where it's crazy times for us. So why do we have to adjust everybody else? I, it's just, it's... It makes zero sense to be so late. Crazy. I honestly think this is just that they want it to be so dark out that the lights in Vegas do something. Which, it was only nine minutes. But I felt like those nine minutes, I didn't actually see much of Vegas, except for the sphere. That's like the only thing I really saw. Because they can't get close enough with the helicopter for the strip, apparently. So... I don't know. They also talked about it when it gets cold at night, that that's going to have an effect on the tires, too. So well, They said something about it getting down to, like, possibly, like, 6 degrees Celsius, like 42 Fahrenheit mm-hmm. during the actual race. Yeah, so, I mean, that's that's another experiment of what that's going to be like on these cars. Yeah. I don't know. It's like a real shit show. I know the locals absolutely despise it. I know the hotels of what they've blacked out windows. So you can't look down upon the track per F1's request. As far as I know. Yeah. I mean, all this kind of crazy crap. Um, they were slashing ticket prices because they had to get people in the, in the stands. It, it's been a disaster. Hopefully they improve next year. I think it is a cool place to have a race. Um, but that's going to be- there's Vegas. another nine years with it, so right. Um, but but the so better be great because everything else is shipping you up to be a disaster. The uh, the sphere, by the way, the way it's supposed to play into the Grand Prix is to have live, um, like live standings, like live positions. They're talking about how displaying the helmets of the racers, a few other things. So. They're going to use it for something come actual race day. Also, I don't know if you heard this, but they, from what I saw from watching is that they can't use blinking 
no signs kind of blinking blue. I think it's like blue, yellow, and red lights. On yeah, any red, red, on yellow, green, because those are the three that they use for the the flags, right? And and they have the the boards every so often for like when it's a red, yellow flag, they they have the boards so that way in case you miss the flag itself. Right. So yeah, the the sphere itself cannot really blink because otherwise it's going to cause a problem. It has to be a flash. If it's a steady color, I think it's okay, but it just can't be yeah. a flash light. Not just yeah. the sphere. I mean, the other places around as it drives around too. But I think the sphere is the, is the worst defender. <laughs> I mean, that thing is is literally a light sphere. So that thing is completely bananas. Hey, Knicks and Rangers fans, if you ever want to know where your money went. <laughs> yeah, right. No kidding. All right. Um, with that, it is time for the dumping ground. I'm the trash man. Go ahead. Jay. I'm not. Go ahead. What we're gonna talk about the Jets? Is that what you're you're getting at? No. Oh no. I I thought you were just start riffing about Everton getting docked ten points. Oh yeah yeah I could do that. <clears throat> Listen, Ever, yeah, ever so Everton got docked ten points for. Basically losing 19 million pounds more than it was allowed to lose in, what is it, between 2019 and 2022, I think. Yeah. Which I think is harsh. If you want to tell me there's a points deduction at some point, fine, I get it. 10 points, I feel like, is is almost trying to send a message to somebody. But for me, the bullshit is that Everton have had one charge against them. Man City are at like 110. <laughs> and nothing, and nothing has happened to Man City. No. No. Yeah. And, and as far as not Man City's, the earliest um, one for Man City predates the one for Everton. Mm-hmm. And I get it's easier to investigate one versus 100, but still, I mean... They'll never get in trouble because all the money involved in those top those top. They teams. won't. They won't. <clears throat> I don't know if they intentionally timed it when they did because of the international break, but I don't think they realized that Everton's next game is at home against Manchester United, and the moment a single call does seem suspicious, that stadium is gonna boo the ever loving shit out of the rest of the game. Oh yeah, the the and, and I'm not kidding. This, I know it's going to happen. The first time any questionable ball c- call comes up, or maybe any questionable call the rest of the year comes up, it's going to be they do not want us in the Premier League. Like they just gave all Everton fans the us against the world chip. Yep, the reason, <laughs> the excuse, right? And we're def- and they're definitely going to use it. It's like, well, we got this new stadium, but they don't want us to be in the Premier League with it. Hey, we're finally doing better, but they don't want us in the Premier League. Like, there's, they basically just built in uh, guaranteed bitching from the Everton fan base. Yeah. And you know what? Actually, it might make things easier for Everton because not the players can just say, fuck this shit. Like, if we get relegated, the fans know it's not our fault because we did what we had to do earlier in the year. Yep. I'm going to make a prediction. I I still don't think they get relegated. I don't think so because they're they're two points away from safety even after the deduction. So they'll get a couple wins in there. They'll jump up. They'll they'll be fine. Yeah. Can we? Talk- if, if, if they, it, I'm gonna say if they manage to beat Manchester United, I feel like that place is going to be like one step below when they saved their season two years ago. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, I want to I want to talk about uh, this season of Welcome to Wrexham. Did you? Did okay, you so watch- I have not watched any of it yet. Okay, I'm not going to spoil it. But yeah, you can. What, you can. I, I mean, we all know what happens. So. <laughs> they get promoted. Um, yes. But I think what I really loved about this season is that they really covered more on not just the team, but the town, the fans, family members of players. The focus was like spread around everything. Um, history of the mining disaster that took place. They really covered so much. And I think that made this 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 season better. Um, they covered the women's team. Really, a, a, tons and tons of topics. Um, and then when they put it together in the season finale with them getting promoted, it really it it tied together really well. Um, and of course, as you know, they already announced season three. Season three is interesting because I believe they are in second place in the league right now. Um, yeah, they're doing decent. I don't remember what exactly. Let's see. They're in the early. I mean, it's early, obviously. It's not even December, but they are in a automatic promotion spot right now, which is pretty cool. They are second. They are five points off of first. Mm-hmm. Uh, and one point away from the or they're, they're one point inside the automatic spot because I think it's the top three. Yeah. Because they don't do the playoff, right, for League Two? They do. They do. There is a playoff. Oh, then I'm not sure. Oh, I guess one and two get it, and then the next four play playoff. Is that how that works? It's uh, I believe top three promotion, and then a fourth team goes up. Oh, okay, then yeah, they're def- then they're within that right now. Yeah, but I think I think that's pretty cool. So if we go to Sky Bet League Two, yep, top three promotion, and then four through seven is promotion playoffs. So there you go. So four teams go up. Um. But yeah, if if you haven't watched it yet and you love and you love soccer, you should definitely be watching it. It's it's absolutely fina- fascinating behind the scenes stuff. That it's not just two rich people coming and buying a club and that's it. You know the investment they put into the team and the town. It's 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 really cool. All right. Uh, anything else for dumping grounds? No, I think that's it. We don't have to talk about the Jets. We know they stink. Yeah, and they're they're, they're losing to the Bills this week. So yeah. Uh, do you want to do terrible team of the week? Do you want to do one last one for 23? I got one. I got one. It took me about right. five Actually, seconds to find. Sorry. Sorry. I just remember something real quick before we yeah. go to terrible team of the week. Uh, U.S. men's team is te- is playing meaningful games. They played Trinidad and Tobago last night, won 3 nothing, But all three goals came inside the 80th minute or later. Yep. And they, had, they were up a man since the 30th. So why the fuck did it take 50 minutes to score a goal? Uh, none of Twitter could explain that to you, unfortunately. I didn't. No one... I didn't really watch the game, so I have no idea. But how do you be up a goal, or just for that matter, play Trinidad and Tobago for 80 minutes and not score a goal? Yeah. Also, Hercules Gomez got butt hurt because a player scores and does a backflip and a celebration, so he didn't like that. Oh, God forbid. Yeah, God forbid someone celebrates a goal. <laughs> All right. Sorry. Uh, with that, it's time for Truman's terrible team of the week. That's terrible. All right, you ready for this? Um, World Cup qualifications in Africa. Ivory Coast be, I don't even know what this country is, but it's called Seychelles. Uh, 9-0. That seems about right. 9-0. Yeah, I mean, Ivory Coast is a damn good team anyway. Um, let's see. Goals in the 20th, 24th, 36th, 40th, 60th. 
uh, 77th, 84, 90th, uh, two goals in the 90th. Yeah, they, they did all right for themselves. So there Seychelles. you go. Seychelles. Seychelles Islands kind of thing. Can I, I think actually really copy this? I'm trying to copy the name of Seychelles and it won't let me. Oh, I don't know why it won't let me copy. <clears throat> oh, yeah, it's the Seychelles Islands. Mm-hmm. The 115 islands in the Indian Ocean off of East Africa, which, um, okay, so I can see the population here, right? So relatively small. Yep, 100,000 people population. Yep. So yeah, that doesn't surprise me. Ivory Coast beat them that bad. Oops. I mean, come on. If, if Ivory Coast didn't beat them, I nothing. I know. I know they're doing something wrong. I bet they're like they- why. Oh. It's like, why did the U.S. only win by three last night? I bet they have a great stadium, though. It's on, it's on an island, so it's got to be pretty cool. Let's see where it is. Okay. Uh, stadium. The home stadium is called Stad Linte. Mm. Uh, unfortunately, it's a multi-use stadium. Oh, so it probably has a track around it. <clears throat> well, let's see. Oh, it's not that exciting. You, you just found it on Google Maps? Yeah, I just found pictures of it. Not that great. Oh, uh, there's a track. <laughs> there's a big old track. I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. It's like it's like a high school football field. That's what it kind of looks like. I expected more from you, Seychelles. Well, looking from the, the pictures, it looks like the soccer field's actually in decent shape. Yeah. So, there yeah. Really digging deep into this terrible team of the week right yep. here. <laughs> Dig deep into this. I want a book report next week. This reminds me of last year when we decided we were going to try to pick uh, <coughs> almost like fourth or fifth <coughs> division English teams and start following them for a while. Submarine. I need to pick back. I need to pick that up again. Get back on that train. Yeah, they're in the middle of their season here. Yep. All right. Uh, anything else for their, uh, this episode? It's going to be an interesting shakeup. I guess. It's, I mean, it it has to be an interesting off season for this team. It has to be, or it's a colossal failure. Agree? I mean, yeah. It's you. You've now officially won a playoff game, right? Yeah. <laughs> and you're gonna you're gonna shake up the front office, shake up the team. Therefore, you must at least win a second round, if not a third, for it to be considered a, a progress. And the general manager has admitted that the Red Bull fans are right and that this has not been working. So you need to win. You need to win in order to prove that you're doing your job. So I, I think before next season starts, we need three, I would say, big wow moments, right? And obviously uh, a head coach and I'm hoping like two players, big wows. And whoever replaces that, I guess is an actual designated player, maybe. Yes. So I think a success in the off season is, is is three wow moments. A wow moment is not getting another manager. No one's ever heard of. Um, Or Mill Forsberg. We're just right back to where we were before. Um, Being an experienced manager with some kind of track record of winning. I don't care where the winning is anywhere. And that's step number one. And then getting a couple good players in here um, to score goals. Yep. 
so I don't know when we're going to record again at this point because there's probably not going to be much, much news before the end of the year. Maybe some of those special episodes we've been talking about will will do. Yeah, you know, do, 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 do them for Patreon first and then like a week later for everybody else. Yeah. So we'll see. <clears throat> All right. So for now, this is maybe the last time you guys hear from us in 2023. Yeah. We'll, we'll see. Um, but for Truman and myself, this was episode 448 of the Red Bull Rant. Thank you guys for tuning in. We'll see you next year. Yeah, see you in 2024, suckers.